You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> Boozy Launchpad. Boozy Launchpad. Yep, sister. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Launchpad. I'm your host, Madison. And thankfully, we don't have Josh with us today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Just we, kidding, Josh. We love you. We love you, Josh. We'll miss you. We'll see you next week. Um, but for today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Maggie Butler, who has been my best friend since the fifth grade. But there's obviously a lot more to her than that. So we're going to get into it, and we have some exciting things we're going to get into today. So stick around. Make sure to hit that follow button on the Spotify app so you don't miss anything in the next episodes, but we'll be back every Monday for a new episode. Well, let's get into it, Maggie. All right. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, so cheers. Yes, ma'am. Maggie was the very first person I ever got drunk with in my life <laughs> in the, I think, the ninth grade, <laughs> tenth I grade? I think it was. Tenth grade. Yeah. You came in town. I was living in New Orleans at the time. You came in town for a basketball tournament. And I was like, let me show you how we do it down in NOLA. Yes. Literally, I think it was, I had one four loco. <laughs> one four loco, and I don't remember the rest of the night. So that was the first and last time I've ever had a, a four loco. I'm a horrible influence. No, the best. <laughs> the best of the best. But like I said, we've been friends forever. Um, but Maggie has been doing some really cool things behind the scenes. She's studying to be a counselor, um, getting her master's right now, um, and hopefully... Um, I'm just going to let her share about, about what she's into, but she just has a, has a cool little niche that's really exciting, and she's actually done some some uh, projects for school with Josh mm-hmm. and I, and it's just oh, yeah. been a really cool therapeutic experience. So Maggie, kind of tell us um, what you do, why you do it, and what you hope to, what difference you hope to make in the world through doing it. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, so like Maddie said, right now I'm getting my master's in counseling, um, marriage marriage, couples, and family counseling. Um, And then after that, I am hoping to get my certification in sex therapy. Um, I feel really passionately about sex therapy and sex education. Um, I just want people to live their most fulfilled, liberated sex lives. And I feel like a lot of us grow up um, around a lot of shame with those topics. So we're not talking about them. We don't know a whole lot. We're afraid to ask. And that can stay with us until our marriage. And then it starts affecting our sex lives with our partner. And even outside of that, I mean, there's so many sexual issues that aren't really talked about and that there's a lot of shame surrounding like erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, like women not knowing how to, you know, get themselves off, like things like that. And so, um, yeah, what I'm hoping to bring to the table is just an openness and allowing people to allowing people to explore themselves, giving them the permission to do that because they've probably never gotten that before in their lives. And then just um, breaking down a lot of that internalized shame that a lot of people mm-hmm. carry with them as well. Um, and then also I feel really strongly about just helping people learn how to communicate with each other, whether that be parents, siblings, significant others, best friends. Um, we all could learn how, we could learn our own communication patterns a little bit better um, and that just will make your life better in literally every aspect. <laughs> yeah. So through your own journey, and you're talking about this, um, you have this hope for people to feel liberated. Yes. Have you felt in your own life that you 
were not liberated at a point and then you all this and then you have this transformation in your life or is it personal for you or is it more just seeing the need in others? So I've always kind of felt very liberated in that sense and I'm not super sure why that is. I mean, I went to a Catholic high school, like sex isn't really talked about in my family. Um, but I mean, maybe it was having Miley Cyrus as a role model in my life, <laughs> but I always just felt very empowered in that way. And I've seen how friends or other people that I'm close with in my life just haven't really tapped into that sides of themselves. Or like I said, they feel shame about it. Like mm. they don't know how to advocate for themselves in the bedroom, you know, or even they don't even know where to begin. And so um, just through conversations that I've had with people, it's been pretty evident that like the way that you're raised, whether it be like there's a lot of religious trauma going on just because certain churches don't always preach the best messages, you know, or even talk about it at all. It's just a shame culture in general. Right. Everything sex. Nope, we're not going to talk about that. It's right. shameful. Right, which I'm, I'm starting to see. I feel like I'm starting to see that shift. Yes. Just based off of what I see on social media. I mm -hmm. feel like people are realizing that this is a topic that needs to be talked about, whether or not you're religious. Um, so, yeah, I am hopeful in that sense. But basically, I just want to help open up that conversation for anyone that feels like they need to go there but don't know how, don't know where to begin. And so... Yeah, hopefully in the future I'm I want to get into sex education as well aside from sex therapy. So, we will see how I go about that. <laughs> I have a few ideas. I love it. I'm literally imagining you like that mean girls, you know, scene where they're like in the in the gym learning about sex education and the teachers like yes. writing on the chalkboard. <laughs> I can see you being like, "Okay, ladies, let's figure <laughs> out how to have an orgasm today." Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, but I I just love your background. I love what you're passionate about. Obviously, I've known about it for a while, but really Really happy to hear you share it yeah, on here. Yeah, you and Josh have been great in helping me get through some of these classes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, some of the work, some of the work actually that Maggie has given us, you may have listened on a previous mm -hmm. episode. So the very first episode we released on sex, the ending um, assignment that we give was actually the project that Maggie and I did with that Maggie did with Josh and I um, for like a little school project. So it was super cool and so helpful to us that we wanted to share it on. And so now you're getting to see the woman behind um, <laughs> that first episode. So that's pretty cool. Um, okay. So something that we really wanted to highlight today, which a part of the reason we did this podcast was because we went and got some margaritas last Sunday and we were just having such a good talk on friendship and how hard it is to make friendships in your twenties um, and just kind of the season of life that we're in. So I know we've introduced your background and everything, but in your education, what have you learned about friendships? We'll get to romantic relationships in a minute, but like what, what kind of takeaways have you learned from your schooling or from being in counseling yourself that has, has helped you be better in your friendships? Yeah, so it's kind of funny that you ask that because I feel like friendships isn't even like a topic that we've really touched on in my training, but, but any sort of relationship that you hold close to you is going to have a large influence on your life. Um, and I think we all know that like we're social beings, friendships are needed for survival, basically. You know, they're they're one of the main pillars of life, I feel like, is your social life and the the people that you decide to spend your your time with, because like I said, everyone has an influence on you and you are the summation of the people that you hang out with. You know, we've all heard that. So it's important to have healthy friendships in your life. Um, 
and like you were saying, they're not always easy to make. They're not easy to maintain. Like the older you get, the the harsher that reality becomes. Because um, we're both 25 and we're at that weird stage in life where some people are still out partying every weekend. Some people are married with kids. Some people are off doing their complete own thing. And then you've got us who are just like chucking along. <laughs> um, but I mean, you've been such a solid friend in my life since we were 12. It's crazy. I know. And it's, it's, it's what's, what's even crazier is that like you are one of the few friendships that have like traveled with me that length of time mm-hmm. and stayed solid, you know, because it's too. like a lot of people are only in your life for such a small period of time. Like, would you say a reason, a season? Or a lifetime. Or a lifetime, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's definitely mm-hmm. rang true. I've had friends in my life that I thought, you know, were going to be with me till the end. And that only lasted a year or two. Yeah. For good reason, you know. <laughs> and then I've also had friends that I didn't expect to come back into my life. And, you know, now I couldn't imagine life without them. Yeah, I think it's super cool to kind of think about our evolution. Because just to take it back for you guys, Maggie and I met in fifth grade, we did a running program at school called <laughs> Girls on the Run. And so like, I think, would we would we do it every day after school? I don't know, but it was a lot. And it was a lot. And the only reason that I joined was because my mom promised that she would buy me a sports bra. And I didn't have any bras at the time. Oh my god! I really wanted a bra. Okay, well, I'm so glad you did. Um, <laughs> I mean, just imagine like if we wouldn't have done... If we wouldn't have done that, like it's it's just so crazy to think about the little things that add up. But Maggie's been my longest friend, and most of the time we've been friends, we haven't lived in the same city, yeah, which is pretty cool yeah. because most of the time I'll be really close to someone. Like think about my college friends mm-hmm. that I was so close to for four mm-hmm. years. Those girls are going to be my besties for the resties, and honestly, I don't really talk to them anymore. And like I still love them, I still have the same appreciation, but when you're not next to someone all the time, it's just easy to get wrapped up in your own world. And so I really appreciate our friendship because I feel like it's always been deep and we could go a year without talking. But as soon as we get back together, it's like, yeah, nothing's changed. Like, it's not awkward. We can like still sit in silence together. Like, I don't have many friends like that that we can just coexist as different as we both are and yeah. like not try to change each other Dude, and just I mean, be going so through authentic. 2020 with our completely different political views and we made it out of that right like, right and honestly like both of us were so act like actually interested in what the other person yes. had to say like yes. I never felt like I'm gonna try to convince Maggie like exactly you never felt that way like we mm-hmm. just genuinely like to talk about it stuff. was nice being able to talk civilly with someone with such different views and it not being taken to that place yeah I mean like I said, I, that's another reason why I value your friendship so much mm-hmm. is it's just not this. I, and I think that's just like overarching for any any mm-hmm. friendship or relationship is like when you can show up as your authentic self, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that person is fine with you. Like that, those are my true friends. Yeah, like, and it's, absolutely. it's anything. Like you just want to be able to feel like yourself and that you don't have to put on a mask. You don't have to put on... Um, this front that's not you because we do that so often in our in our regular life when you find those people that you're just like oh let me just take a break for a second and you've always been a friend like that to me so thanks same and and that point is why it's so hard for us to go out and make new friends because it's like we were saying like we both have partners that we're very comfortable with we could easily stay at home all day and be our complete selves no mask be very comfortable or we could go out and try and hang out with a friend that we've hung out with once or twice or go out and try and meet new friends. And it's like, it can be a little overwhelming for some people, yeah. myself included. And like, I consider myself a very open, genuine person. But at the same time, it's like a lot of thought has to go into some social interactions. How, you know, how open am I going to be? 
How open are you going to be with me? Mm-hmm. What do we want out of this friendship? Are we both wanting the same thing? You know, is this just a brunch for you? Whereas for me, it might be like, I really need a friend in my life. Like, can yeah. I count on you? There's just so much that goes into it. Yeah. And there's this like weird thing where you don't really talk about those things either. Like a lot of times I've never, I've never asked you like, Hey Maggie, like, are you, are you a friend? Like, can I count on you when, right. when I need you? Or are you right. just a casual friend? Like you don't, you don't have those conversations with people. So I think it's hard to just live in, in a moment where you're just guessing all the time. So it's nice to have friends where you don't have to guess. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so in terms of like your other friendships, you know, outside of us, where have you struggled in friendship? And how do you feel like you are growing through that as you get older? I think I've struggled, well, in two ways. So one one way is that I was just raised to be a very giving person. Um, I've always been very generous with my time, my energy, and my effort. And I never really saw that returned in the same way that I was expecting it to be. And so that's it's, it's really hard to get let down like that. And a harsh reality that I had to come to was just that like people weren't raised in the same way as me. And so I can't expect that from them. Mm. And people have their own things going on in their life. It's okay that I'm not their priority, but at the same time, it still hurt me. Yeah. You know? And so I have, and I'm still growing past that. And also I'm realizing that maybe I shouldn't be as generous with my time, energy, and efforts, <laughs> you know? Um, it's hard when you've been raised to people please your whole life. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it was kind of hard for me to see that energy and effort not returned and not hold it against the person and be like, oh, well, you're a bad friend. Um, I've Like I've had to learn that not everyone has the same resources, energy, time, mental capacity to prioritize me in the same way that I wish they would. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But like as we get older, the more I'm having to protect those resources that I have. Um, and so it's not as, you know, uneven because... We're all just doing the best that we can with our friendships. And the other thing is not feeling like I'm the best at staying in touch with people, like especially Mm. because most of my best friends live out of state right now from college, you know? And I mean, we've got our group texts and our Snapchat and all that stuff, and we're in the process of planning our yearly camping trip. But it's like, yeah, sometimes I just feel guilty about not reaching out to them as often. But at the same time, there's like eight of them. And it's like, I feel overwhelmed if I, if I reach out to one and not the other. Then I'm like, oh, I feel bad that I, you know, I'm not giving everyone the same amount of time. So as I'm saying this, it's a me thing, you know? Yeah. It's definitely like me not being able to prioritize, um, or I guess me avoiding the situation altogether because trying to prioritize who I'm going to talk to and who I'm going to spend my time with it's a little overwhelming because at the end of the day, sometimes I don't even have time to talk to my grandma once a week. Sometimes we don't have time to talk to ourselves. Like time to take care of our freaking selves and we feel guilty about not giving enough energy to everybody But you want to foster those relationships where you don't have to mask, you know? And so it's like, I know all these girls that I could reach out to. I could, we could pick right back up where we left off. And so it's like, well, why don't I do that? Right. You know, do you ever feel that way? Yeah, for sure. I I think we all put a lot of internal pressure on ourselves. Like, I think we all feel like we're bad friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I don't ever think about you and be like, oh, I wish Maggie would reach out to me more. <laughs> like, we I mean, always text each other at the same time whenever we, we want to We seriously do. Like, there's this weird telepathy thing we both are like, oh, shit, it's been too long. Like, I got to text her. And we're like, man, I was just thinking about you earlier. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like there's 
we're all feeling guilty about like being bad friends. Now I will say there are people in your life that are bad friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you need to, you need to like. If they genuinely make you feel bad about yourself. Yes. Probably best to cut them out. There's a difference between like a friend giving you time and, a, and ha- being a friend that like shits on you. Yeah. Like telling you negative things, con- like descending, negative, right, descend- right. What am, what's the word? Condescending. Condescending. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like friends that are saying condescending things to you, you want to avoid. But like, I just, I feel the same way. I feel like a lot of times I'm such a bad friend. I'm a horrible texter and I like, I don't respond to people because I get so anxious and it never has anything to do with that person. Mm-hmm. It always has everything to do with me. Um, and so I think now that I'm a business owner, I understand that better and I don't get so worried. But you know, on the flip end, if I reach out to someone and they, they don't text me back for a while, I'm like, oh my gosh, like they probably don't want to reach out because I haven't texted them in so long and they're, yeah. they think I'm a bad friend. Like just the thoughts that go on. So I think we all struggle with... Um, feeling inadequate but that's that's what I was gonna ask you is like how do you balance it because when or when when do you know to to move on from a relationship because that's something that I struggle with I feel like I'm I have a couple of relationships right now friendships where I am putting in all the effort and I don't have a lot of reciprocation so at what point do I just say you know what like I think I'm done giving my energy well I've never really oh gosh I'm just thinking about a few people in I know. And it's really hard to decide like when to call it. Um, especially like if you know deep down with that person, if like y'all both put in the energy, it would be just a beautiful friendship. And so it's hard to accept that that person is no longer who you thought they were mm-hmm. or that person no longer has a space for you. Um, and I was actually talking to one of my friends the other day and they were like, yeah, like used to be best friends with this girl. We hung out every single day, college, high school. And then one day, like, well, not one day, but we we kind of faded hanging out and talking and I realized I was the only one texting her. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to text her first and I'll just wait for her to text me back. And she never texted me. And it's been yeah. Years. Yeah, dude. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm going through that right now, honestly. So, I mean, I feel like that would probably be a true test of the friendship. Yeah. Yeah, it just sucks. I think it just is so hurtful, like being that person, just being like, oh man, I just like want this person to love me because that that's for me. That's the biggest thing. I don't need everybody's validation, but I do need the validation from the people that I keep close and the people that like I've chosen in my mind, like I want to ride or die with this person. And so like I seek their opinion or their, their uh, just like they're wanting to be with me almost. And so it's it's hard when I feel like for the people that may be similar to me, you're not vulnerable with everybody, but the people you are vulnerable with, when they oh, hurt gosh, you, it it's just more. so, so hard. Right. And then that leads to trust issues and then not wanting to be vulnerable with other people because you're like, well, what if you did the same thing to me? Right. And that's kind of where I feel like I'm at in my friendship. It's like I have... I mean, I have tons of clients that I see every day. My clients are my best friends. I know they pay me, but they're also <laughs> my best friends. Like we spend multiple hours a week together. Right. It takes on average 70 hours to spend someone before they're considered a friend. So I, I get, gain, new quins, gain new friends very quickly through my business. But those aren't the people that are just with me because they want to be with me. I'm offering them a service. I'm giving them something that's helping enhancing their life is what, in turn why they want to be around me. And they, yeah. we realize we're friends, but like I'm lacking the... The just true, authentic, like, hey, me and you have so much in common. Let's be friends. And neither of us have anything to get out of it other than satisfying our friendship. Yeah. So I feel like that's been hard for me. Um, what parts about your friendships have been easy 
versus hard. And then also like talk about your siblings too, because I don't mm-hmm. have siblings. You have sisters. Like those are your best friends, yeah. you know? So kind of just talk about your, your history with friendship. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm a type seven. I don't know if you'll know about Enneagrams. I am such an extrovert. Like I probably more so than a lot of people I know, like need friendships in my life. Um, just need to be around other people. I really feed with other people's energies. Like it, it energizes me to be around other people. Um, I'm super goofy. So like being around people that allow me to be goofy like you and my sisters um, and some other friends that I have. And Charlie's warming up to it. <laughs> I, know, I feel like you were like, you're so much goofier He's than like, him. You're so weird. <laughs> we're like, what? You don't talk like in this baby voice 24 seven. What do you mean? <laughs> He's like the accents. I can't, I can't, I don't know where they come from. And that's like all we do. Like anytime me and Maggie together, we're just like constantly talking in another accent. I'm like, wait, other people don't do this with their friends. What? But like, it takes vulnerability to be able to go there with someone, you know, and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a peek of what I'm really like, you know, like, are you going to give it back to me or what? So my best friendships are those friendships where we can be goofy. And like, if you can make me laugh, like you can save my life as long as you want. Um, and moving up here after college, I have very few friends, you know, mm-hmm. like I've got you and a couple other friends that I used to go to school with, um, who we've reconnected and picked right back up. But Besides that, it's been pretty hard to make friends. And it's been really easy for me my whole life to make friends. Yeah. And then you're suddenly in this like different environment, this different stage of life. Like everyone's working different schedules. It's not like everyone's going to school in the morning and then we're all hanging out after that and working on the weekends. Like, you know, some people, I mean, y'all know how it is. Like most of your friends probably have different work schedules unless you're all nine to fives. And so I just just aligning schedules, making time to be consistent because yeah, you can hang out with one person one weekend, but then like you said, it takes 70 hours to be a friend. Like I can't hang out with you weekend after weekend after weekend. Like, and you probably can't hang out with me weekend after weekend. So it's like really hard to maintain those kinds of friendships unless you've got a lot of free time. Right. And both of us right now, we don't have a lot of free time. You're building a business. I'm in school and I'm working it's, and you just, like, moved into a new house. Like, you have so much going on, too. Yeah. I mean, we all have a lot going on, you know. But I see my little sister who's, you know, three years younger than me, and she's still in college, and she's hanging out with the same friends every single weekend. And I'm just like, you know, they tell you they're the best years of your life, and you don't really recognize it. And You, like, don't even want to listen to the I'm like, that was, like, two that. years ago for me. And I'm like, oh, man, it really was. Like, you'll... And I was just texting my friends. I was like, we will never live as close as we did in the same vicinity ever again. Ever. Like all eight of us within two minutes of each other. And now we're living literally across the country. And it's like trying to keep the same energy when the situation is completely different than it used to be. And when that energy changes, a lot of us look at ourselves internally and say, what's wrong with me? What did I do? Why Why is this friendship not working like it used to? Yeah. But it's just logistics. And it, it like makes so much sense to me now that like my dad's best friends are like his two best friends from college. And like they make the time to hang out with each other. They make the time to, you know, talk with each other. And they really foster those relationships. Mm. And so I think that, you know, as we transition from college age to adulthood, we really have to accept the fact that we're just not going to have as many friends as we used to. 
Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a little unrealistic to think that we would, even though it would be amazing to have 10 best friends like we used to, but you may have to settle for some surface level friends and that's okay. Yeah. As long as you really are fostering those friendships in your life that, like you said, like are reciprocal without, without any kind of, um, without any kind of, Thinking. Like a catch to it or like what? Yeah, like I'm not expecting anything from you except right. for support and, right. and you know having fun together and same with you. Yeah. I mean I feel the same way. I think I think it's hard to just like have communication between friends. Like for example, Josh and I, like if he if there's something wrong between us, like we resolve it like immediately. If things are going really great, like we're talking about why it's so great. Like when the person that you're is your spouse or your partner or even like long-term relationship that's serious, not your boyfriend that you've been dating for two weeks. Like you just, you fill your cup a lot with that person. I feel like Josh and I communicate about everything. Like we're so, I'm so in touch with like what he likes, what he doesn't like. Like um, if I have a bad tone with him, like he lets me know when that tone is bad. But like friendships are so different. I feel like friendships were all like walking on eggshells around each other. And like when you find a friend that you don't have to walk around eggshells with, it works great. But when you're making new friends, you're back to that walking on eggshell stage. And so it just feels like like this isn't comfortable, this isn't working. Instead of like, I don't know, maybe I feel that way just because now I have this super, I have a spouse. And so that relationship is so deep. And so maybe I'm just comparing it to that. But I just feel like there's this, there's this zone that I can't cross with my friends or there's always things I can't talk to them about or, oh, you don't say that in a friendship or whatever. So I don't know, for me, it's just hard to, um, to reconcile that and to, to know what to say to a friend. If there is a, an emotion that arises in me, I get upset with them. I don't feel like I can go to them as easily as if I were to just tell Josh I'm pissed off at him. Yeah. So maybe that makes me shy away from from relationships moving forward. It's because like, oh, it's just, it'll never be as authentic or I deep mean, as my spouse. as you being an eight, you know, you're like, let me just tell you how it is. But a lot of people aren't ready to hear it. Yeah. You know, or a lot of people are like, well, we're not like that. Like, we're not close like that. You know, why are you, not even not we're, we're not close like that, but like, why do you care so much maybe? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's always my fear is like, I put myself out there and try and like really put some effort into a friendship and the other person's like, it's not like that for me. Yeah. Like, you're fun for a couple times. Like, like you're fun to have around every now and then, but, but yeah. also I don't even put myself out there like that that often. Right. Well, I will also say that there's not a ton of people out there that I feel like I meet in person that I'm like, I could see myself being really good friends with you. Yeah. And but- that's just because of also the the point in life that we're in. It's like, we both want to surround ourselves with people that are focused, driven, self-aware, reflective, like right. all these things that I feel like, and there are tons of people out there like this right now, but maybe just not that are coming into my circle very frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also something that Esther Perel says, who is a her. yeah psychologist, um, is that, and she she says this more when talking about intimate relationships is like this person cannot fill your cup in every way. Like you want your partner to be your best friend, your confidant, um, the person that makes you feel sexy, the person that makes you laugh, the person that you can gossip with, the person that you can go shopping with, like all these things. Like we expect that from our partner and it's just unrealistic. And like, I want to say same thing for our friends, you know? Yeah. Like maybe you have one friend that is the party person that you want to go out with every single time you party because you know they're going to bring the vibes and the energy. And then you're going to have another friend that's like, okay, I really need to like 
process some stuff that's going on through my life. Like I know this person's going to be there for me when I need them and we can go get a cup of coffee and just chat for hours. And so as I'm saying this, like I'm, I'm processing things that I'm thinking about in my friendships that I'm like, well, you know what? I was trying to distance myself from this person or get closer with this person for these reasons. And it's like, you can have your party friend. You can have your deep friend. Yeah. You can have, you know, the the couple that you and your partner go out with because y'all have decent vibes, but y'all don't have to be best friends. Yeah. It's unfair for us to look at every single person to fill all of our individual needs, mm-hmm. right? Like I have a spouse because I need the romanticism in my life. I need that support. I need someone I can be authentic with, but I also need girlfriends I can just go have fun with because sometimes I can't get that level of freedom and who cares when I'm with Josh because we have so much of our business, so much of our life wrapped up together. Mm-hmm. Like I need the different, I need the different levels um, of people that what people can bring me. So I love that you pointed that out because I think up until you said that, I think I've always just assumed, I've just always assumed my friends would be everything for me. Yeah. So that's super I mean, same, even as I was saying that, I was like, wait, like this applies so well to intimate relationships, but this could also apply to literally any other relationship you have in your life. Like we can be enmeshed with our partner or we can be enmeshed with our best friends, our parents, our siblings. You know, it's, it's, it's not a lot of things that have to do with communication and relationships between you and a partner translate very well to other relationships in your life depending on how close they are mm-hmm. okay so t- tell me about your sisters how have your sisters been at a level of friendship in your life versus you know your friends that feel like sisters because for me like when I think of my friends like you like I have other friends I can think of I'm like mm-hmm. those are like my sisters mm-hmm. people that like we've we've had fights we've had like yeah. good times and we're just like always together like yeah. you're just never going to get rid of them so like how is that different than mm-hmm. the friends that you feel like are your sisters yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome having built-in best friends. I actually just got a tattoo today. We both hey. got tattoos. <laughs> I got my both of my sister's birth years on my arm. Um, they're, they're just a huge part of my life. Like, part, And probably part of the reason why I don't feel the need to go out there and find other best friends mm-hmm. because I have these two that I can rely on no matter what. You know, like we've had some hard times in our family these last couple years and no matter what it's like I will never have to question if these two love me if these two want to hang out with me if these two support me you know all the good things like they will always be there and it's nice and and same for me you know and it's like I will never have to worry about if I'm putting in enough energy or if they're putting in enough energy because we all just have this mutual understanding that like we would be with each other every day if we could, but we're, we can't, so we're busy, you know? And so um, I guess in the way that it differs is it's unconditional, mm. you know? So most friendships that I have, like, yeah, I could say I love the person, but if they were to, like, turn on me, it would take a lot to come back from that. And, I mean... Shit, it might be conditional if ever, one of my sisters were to ever do something really shitty, but I can't ever see something happening where I wouldn't want to still be their friend. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great distinction. I think it's a great way to describe it. And I mean, a lot of people say like there's no such thing as unconditional love except for maybe the love between like a parent and a child or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, I mean, you know, my family, we're super tight. It's It would take a lot to break us apart. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. 
Okay, I appreciate you sharing about your sisters. Obviously, I'm an only child. Maggie knows that. But for you that don't know, I have no siblings, but I'm very jealous of people that have siblings. And it's funny, my my dad would say this, but all the time when we were kids, like, Maggie could beat my ass. Like, we would wrestle, and she would pin me down, and I would be like, tap out, tap out. Um, And my dad would be like, I would go to my dad and be like, Dad, I'm like a whole foot taller than Maggie, but she can beat me up. Like, what do I do? And he's like, she's got sisters, bro. You have no chance. Like, that's just the truth. You just have sisters. You have your pack. Um, But, okay, so I want to ask you about, like, your friendships moving forward because we've kind of mentioned and had a conversation about it's hard to make new friends. Yeah. What it, what about it is so hard? Is it the is it the awkwardness? Is it the small talk? Is it wondering if the person is going to like you? Like what makes it so hard? All of the above. All of the above. And also like when you have so little free time, deciding is this interaction worthy of that free time? Because I've always got some shit I could be reading for school. There's always shit to be done around the house. Yeah. You know, there is always something that you could be doing. And so if I'm, and I don't want to say this in a way that's like, my time is so valuable. You know, you need to be worth my time. It's not like that. It's like, we're all adults. We're all hella busy. If I'm like putting aside like four hours of my weekend, which my weekend is valuable time. Yeah. To hang out with you. Like I want it to be enriching for both of us. You know, I want this to be something that we both walk away from feeling better than when we came together. Mm. And if I'm hanging out with someone and I'm having a very mediocre interaction or, you know, I feel like we're just not clicking or we're we're forcing it or, I mean, I guess that's like worst case scenario. Um, I don't know if I were to hang out with someone and and be like, you know, we get along pretty well. Like, do you want to hang out next weekend? And it's like, okay, we're busy next weekend. Because, like, I, I made two friends like this recently, and they're super awesome, and I would love to hang out with them all the time. But they're both busy. Like, one of them is planning a wedding, and I don't want to be like, hey, do you have time for me? Yeah. Like, we hung out three times, and it was really good, and, like, I want to hang out again. But I also am not going to be, like, forcing my way in your life when you're going through such a busy time. Right. You know? You know, I'm saying it's hard for me. It's, I don't know if it's hard for everyone else, but like what I've seen and what I've heard is like when it's like brand new people, you know, it takes a lot of time to get to know someone, mm-hmm. to get to know their values, the family that they came from, their passions, like, and maybe if you have one good sit down, you'll learn that all. But typically that's not how it goes, you know, especially if you meet someone out. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, you vibe. I vibe. Let's get each other's numbers and text. Text three months later. Hey, remember, like, let's go grab a mimosa. <laughs> yeah, no. It's um it's unfortunate that we all are so busy. Yeah, because there's been like multiple people that I've met in the last year and a half that I've I've hung out with like two to three times. And then it's just kind of fizzled out. And it's yeah. like they were super chill. I was super chill. We clicked, but at the same time, like maybe it just wasn't that time in either of our lives to like foster a new friendship yeah you know and like maybe I was really wanting a good friend at that time but they were like I've got like five friends already that I don't have time with time for I think that's another thing is like some people that do have friends like when I was in college I was like I physically don't have time for any more friends like I have my my squad and I don't have time to give time to anyone else and I was I was happy with that yeah you know but it was like 
I would meet someone out and be like, you're cool, but I actually don't know when we would hang out. Dude, I mean, I literally feel like that every single day. Yeah. I feel like that because with Josh and I and everything we're doing and everything that's mm-hmm. going on, like, I don't have time for new friends. Mm-hmm. And most of the people that are my new friends are my new clients. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're paying me money every month. So I'm going to pay attention to them first. Like, right. that's just, there's just a no-brainer. Like, if you had a business and someone, and you're, and you're counseling clients, like, hey, we're going to pay you all this money to help us, mm-hmm. you're going to devote your time to that. Absolutely. And after you're done with those clients, you've just heard all of this stuff that they've said, and you are drained from that. Your job mm-hmm. drains you. Just like what I do. I love personal training, but I also spend hour after hour with people. And a lot of those people, that is their therapy session. Yeah. Yes, they're working out, yeah. but they are telling Absolutely. me what is going on. So I'm not trained to be a counselor, but I feel like I am a counselor sometimes. So most of the time I just, yeah, tell me more about that because yeah. I like, don't want to say anything wrong. Yeah. But like I just, even when I do have the free time, I don't have the energy for other friends. And that sucks mm-hmm. because what's the trade-off? Is like, do I have a happy life with my spouse and kind of be short into the stick with my friends? Or do I give all of my friends the energy that they need? And then now I have, I'm living in a marriage that's not thriving, right. which is right here at home. Like right. if I don't tend to this, my whole life is destroyed because exactly. this is, affects me every single day. So I just think it's hard to find, it's just really hard to find the balance. And, and for me, I just struggle, I think, with the, the self-shame of you're not good enough, you're not a good friend, you should be reaching out more. Yeah. Um, but, and then on the flip side, we just talked about how, when you finally meet new friends, you're like, I don't have time for you. So yeah. it's just like, what do you even, what do you even, even the do? friends that I have, like you, I'm like, I haven't, I mean, before last weekend, I feel like it had been months before oh, yeah. I saw you. Yeah. And like literally your birthday, like I was so busy. I like canceled going yeah. to your birthday camping trip because I had shit to do. And I mm-hmm. felt like the worst friend in the world. I literally was crying to Josh. I was like, I can't believe I'm missing this. Like, mm-hmm. but what am I supposed to do? Choose mm-hmm. what I need to do or choose my friend and have fun. Right. And so you just always feel like you're weighing the scales. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't know. I just don't think people are talking about it. Everybody's talking about romantic relationships, yeah. what the things you need to do in couples counseling to get better. But like, honestly, for me, friendships in my life have been some of the hardest relationships to navigate. Like whether it's just having a friend you thought were really, you were really close to and then they're not close to you anymore. Mm. Or just, like I said, you know, trying to make new friends. It's very rocky for me and I don't have a lot of answers and I feel very insecure in this yeah. area. Whereas like I pretty, I feel pretty secure in my marriage. Like mm-hmm. I know how to be a good wife <clears throat> and how to not be a good wife. Yeah, I don't always know how to be a good friend and how to not be a good friend. I, and, and you know what? I think a lot of people are actually going through this. Like I, it's funny. I am... Um, <clears throat> I went to, I had like my Monday night class the other day and we always do like a check-in and we're like, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Yada, yada. And I was like, and it's, it's all people that are in this full-time program. Most of them have full-time jobs. Like we're so busy. And so I hopped on and I was like, I'm feeling good. Y'all like, I don't want to brag, but I hung out with three friends this weekend. Oh, shoot. Three friends. Yeah. I was like, but I hadn't hung out with anyone for like two months before that. But I don't know, man. It's just, I think it's just something that you have to be very intentional about who you want to spend your time with. Mm. Foster those relationships as much as you can, you know, because in my opinion, like three solid friendships is a lot better than five or six, you know, mediocre friendships or, or more surface level friendships, which is why I'm starting to come to terms with the fact that like, I'm not ever going to have as many friends as I used to have. And that's a big identity adjustment, you know? That's, you know, your whole identity is shifting. Being someone that had a million different friends to choose from who I wanted to hang out with. 
always doing something, you know, three days of the weekend, like being super involved in my social life and now having to switch that and be like, okay, I really need to focus on this life that I'm building with my partner, which takes a lot of time and energy and so intentionality. And then also building my career and, and doing those two things. There's not a ton of time left at the end of the day for me. And then also in there, you need to make sure you're doing self-care as well, you know, because you can't show up as a good friend, as a good partner, or as a good businesswoman if you aren't showing up for yourself. Yeah. Honestly, I think the moral of the story that I feel like I'm realizing is that everybody, everybody feels like they're inadequate in this area. And we just need to give ourselves more grace yeah. because like you feel like you're a bad friend or whatever. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a bad friend, whatever. And I'm, we're not even thinking about each other. We're all, we're always thinking about ourselves. And so it's like just finding, finding the things and the people that make you feel most at home. And it's okay if you're not the best friend in those relationships. Yeah. We need to learn how to give ourselves some grace. Yeah. And like give other friends grace. Yes. You know, and like just realize other people aren't out to get us. Like the people in your life that are your friends are not out to get you. They are, we're, we all feel the same way. And so I think even just sending a text to someone, like this could be a takeaway today. It's like, if you're thinking about someone on this podcast, it's like, man, as we're talking, like I really need to reach out to this person. Yeah. I would rather a friend text me and say, hey, I genuinely don't have time for you in the season, but I want you to know I think about you all the time. Like I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. you today and I hope you have a great day. Like if you have Mm -hmm. time to FaceTime this week, let's do it because I'm I'm pretty busy for the next two months, whatever it is. I I would rather someone tell me like, I don't have time for you for six months, but I'm thinking of you and I would love to just like call you for five minutes. We all have time to call our friends for five minutes. And we've lost that. We've we've all, we watch each other's Instagram stories and we think we know what's going on in their Mm -hmm. life. And so we don't ask. Yeah. It's crazy. So I just think, just be more intentional. If you don't have time for your friends and you still love them, tell them. Yeah, Just tell them. Absolutely, because <laughs> chances are they're thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to reach out because I don't have the time to foster this relationship right now, but I still love this person. Yeah, I don't think I hate them. Yeah. Man, Absolutely. yeah. So is there anything else on the topic of friendship that's burning in your skull? Mm. Have you been taking a drink of this the whole time? Oh, yeah, but I've been sipping. I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> see. Um, hmm. I guess just because I've done a lot of, like, processing through talking with you right now about the way that I feel about my friendships and the way that I feel about being a friend to those people. Um, and so I'm thinking right here, trying to figure out solutions for like, you know, how I can be a better friend or how I can be more open to meeting new people or how I can foster the friendships that I have in my life. And I'm thinking about how me and my friend Michelle, you know, yeah, we go way back. And she had recently moved to Denver. And I'm trying to, you know, find... there. She's also an accountant, so she's busy as hell. She's working like 60, 70 hours a week. And on top of that, she's also trying to build a new life in her new city and we were like, girl, it's been like, we had, like, we used to talk every single day. We, we lived together for like four years. And now I haven't talked to you in like three months besides this group chat that we share. Right. We were like, okay, let's FaceTime every other Thursday. We FaceTimed twice. Right. And that's, this was like two and a half months ago. And we were like, we just can't like, I'm like, okay, FaceTime this Thursday. She's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to a concert. I'm like, okay. Next Thursday. Next Thursday rolls around. Oh, damn, I told my dad I'd go get dinner with him. And it's just like... 
Always something. That's so funny. The same exact thing happened to me with me and my sister-in-law. We were like both, oh my gosh, we are the shittiest friends. Like we've got Mm. to stay in touch. Let's FaceTime every single week. And then like we set that day and we never FaceTime again. Like we never (laughs) even did it. We're just like, uh. And then I saw her like over Easter and she's like, sorry, bro. And I was like, no, man, I was feeling bad about it. Like it's just everybody feels this way. And like if you're not feeling this way and you're like, no, I have like the best friends in the world. Like, good for you. Good for you. You are so lucky. <laughs> and I honestly haven't talked to anybody like that. So I just I I think we just need to give ourselves more grace with friendship. Yeah. And I think I think what you said earlier of just like on our end, something that we can do is stop expecting our friends to fill our cup. You have to fill your own cup. And like that's the moral of the story. Your and if you do can, find yourself getting super triggered about a friendship or a lack of communication or something like that. Ask yourself what about it, you know, is making you mad. Like mm. if you, you know, I text you and you don't text me back for like three days. Yeah. You know, I, what, what's going through your mind in that moment? Like, oh, she doesn't care about me. Like she thinks I'm annoying. Like blah, blah, blah. Like she doesn't want to hang out with me. Like I must have said something. Like just check yourself because it's probably not true. So true. Like literally. And like the last thing you need is like internalizing negative feelings about a situation that you're probably making up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I do that. I do that sometimes. I do it too. Yeah. Like I've literally never not texted you back on purpose. (laughs) Not one time. And I know that about you. No. Right. But like, but like in general, like it's so easy for you to sit Mm -hmm. on the other side of the phone and think those things. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What did I say? Is she, is there something that there's unresolved? Do I need to like message her and be like, is there, do we need to talk? Meanwhile, the other person may be going through like something in their life and they're like, I just like I, I love this person, but I just don't have the mental energy to be my best self right now. Because yeah. I've definitely been through phases of friendships with people like that, you know, and it's like it's your first instinct is to be like, oh, screw them because they make me feel bad about myself. But it's like, like I was saying, like, you got to give them some grace. You got to give yourself some grace because when you do reconnect, you're going to learn that it was nothing personal. Yeah. It, it hardly every ever time. is. Hardly ever. And honestly, you can kind of, if there is a personal thing, you can usually trace back to what it was. Mm-hmm. Like if, I feel like I find myself searching a lot of time, like, oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I say? Yeah. If there's not something that like really sticks mm-hmm. out, most of the time it's probably not anything. Right, right, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we all get in our heads way too much, but I don't know. I don't know the solution for that. I do not know how to get out of my head most of the time. So if you know, let me know. <laughs> I'll send you a few grounding techniques. It's <laughs> good. Bottom line, we're, I'm speaking from my experience. Maddie's speaking from her own experience. And we have very similar experiences. So, you know, take everything that we're saying and it may not apply to your life exactly in the way that you know you think it should or that maybe you thought that we would intend it to um yeah we're going through very similar situations in our life right now and so it's kind of just nice to process that and and debrief with someone who completely understands um and we I mean we got into a lot of this last Sunday but it's been really nice like just talking about this because I feel like I've come to a lot of my own conclusions mm-hmm. that like I hadn't originally come to before mm-hmm. or like just saying this out loud and just like reminding myself that I'm imperfect, other people are imperfect, the people that I'm in friendships with like our friendships themselves are imperfect and they always will be, you know? And so I guess just stop expecting perfection from yourself as a friend and from other people that are yeah. in your life. 
Yeah, and whatever your intentions are with your friends, be better about communicating it. I think that's the one takeaway I'd give. It's like the friends in your life that you really love and you really want to be in your life, tell them. Mm, Absolutely. And I don't care if it's cheesy. If you send them a text message, it's like, hey, I just want to let you know, I love you and I'm so glad you're a friend in my life. Like, I don't know what I'd do without you. Like, sometimes those little things can just, like, help someone rest. That doesn't mean you have to reach out to them and hang out with them, even in that same week. Like, if you don't have the time for people... And just be better about communicating how you feel about them. Because, I mean, I think hopefully as a counselor, you'd you'd probably use that in your own work with with couples. It's like, hey, let's work on communication. Let's work on how to talk better to each other. And that's even more so important than in friendship because you don't have that that open channel of often Mm -hmm. just saying how you feel. Um, That's not always a thing in friendships. So... We just say we just wanted to have an open conversation about how friendships are hard, especially in your twenties. Um, we don't have a solution. We don't have the all the answers to to make it better. But like Maggie just said, every time we talk about it, um, you you dig deep within yourself and find those nuggets that you can take with you to make your friendships better. So, thanks for um, coming on the pod today and just being open and honest with everything you're doing. And yeah, I obviously love you more than anything in the world. I'm so excited for the people that listen to hear you and to just hear your wisdom. So without further ado, that's all for me. Thanks for having me, sister. Cheers, baby. Cheers, baby. Mm. See you guys next Monday. Bye.